0: Well, hello again.
1: Well, hello there, you little Ayurvedic master. <laughs> I I highly doubt it.
0: I'm 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 2 of 36 months, so I think there's a lot left to learn.
1: <laughs> well, we have been talking about Ayurveda and all the stuff Ayurvedic and um, sharing with you with a little bit I know and a lot of bit Tanya knows and there's still so much more we've barely even scratched the surface and so this may be our last episode it may be our third of four we don't know we'll just see what happens
0: we're just gonna keep on rocking it and we'll let you know when we're done
1: yeah (laughs) yeah. so what can you tell us now Tanya
0: what <laughs> what can I tell you? Well, so we ended the last episode kind of talking about the imbalances and then your tools to remaining healthy and sort of self-treating the body. And so part of that intelligence comes in the form of what Ayurveda calls Dinacharya, which mm-hmm. Dina being daily charia being like the rise and shine dina Charya being your daily routine your daily regimen right and so i know you and i have talked about this because we talked about it in 300 hour 500 hour teacher training but that daily routine is specific to time of day you rise and i did not know this but you are supposed to rise We always say before the sun rises, but there's actually an exact amount of minutes. And I did not know this until taking this class, but learning that fact. And then I'm like, oh, so each night you're supposed to check the sunrise and then subtract the minutes. And that's what time you set your alarm for. How crazy. Wow. Yeah. And it's actually fascinating to me the reasons why. But anyway, so back to it. Rise and shine. In that time of rising and shining is supposed to be this very health-filled time of day. You are supposed to have your dawn water. And you and I talked about this. That water should be left out overnight to be moon bathed. And it should be in a copper vessel. Mm-hmm. So yes, that cute little copper cup that you drink your Moscow Mule in would serve as the perfect vessel Mm -hmm. for you to put your clean water and set it on the windowsill and let it sit in the moonlight and in the morning, that be your morning water.
1: Now, my copper cup is all copper. A lot of the Moscow Mules are steel lined. Does that matter?
0: Actually, steel is okay as long as it's pure metal. Yeah. Mm Yeah. As long as it's a pure metal. They do say copper pots overnight. And I was kind of being facetious about <laughs> the old cap, But they do well, have very, yeah, they do have very lovely copper pots. Then after you have your water, you are to evacuate your bowels. Okay. Healthy, empty bowels. Because bowels that sit full for more than 24 hours build toxins in your body. You and I both know people who do not go to the bathroom regularly and sometimes suffer constipation, they're also more likely to be the people who are suffering with colonic diseases and Mm -hmm. who are more likely to end up with colon cancer, right? Healthy colon is actually a colon that evacuates daily, Mm -hmm. right? Then we move into brushing teeth. And this is something that I also learned. I used to think you went to tongue scraping first, but you actually go to brushing teeth first and then to tongue scraping. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. And when you brush your teeth, never use your toothbrush to brush your tongue.
1: Oh, I always use my toothbrush. So but you think they, about it because all the bacteria is on your tongue?
0: They equate it to, you know, how when you <laughs> spill something on your carpet, when you try and clean the carpet, what you do is you actually push most of the soil to the base, the root of the carpeting. Same with when you brush your mm-hmm. tongue with your toothbrush, you basically brush the bacteria down around the base of of your taste buds
1: Mm, that's gross Mm
0: -hmm, right who knew
1: that's nasty baby
0: (laughs) so brush Mm -hmm. your teeth then scrape the tongue after you scrape the tongue then you do oil pulling have Mm -hmm. you ever done oil pulling Uh
1: i love oil pulling
0: it can make you gag but it's Mm -hmm. a necessary tool to get all of the toxins out of the mouth Mm -hmm. then you move to oil in the ears and oil in the nose to clean out all the orifices in the body. So oil in the ears is called karna puran, and oil mm-hmm. in the nose is called nasya.
1: I've got some of that, but I forget mm-hmm. to use it all the time.
0: Yeah, keep it in the bathroom next to your toothpaste. Mm-hmm. And just a drop goes a long way. Rub, 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 massage. Turn, let it seep out the ear, drip in the other ear. More rum, 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 rum massage. Same mm-hmm. with the nose. In drop, mas, 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 mas. In drop, mas, mas, mas right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And then we then move into what we call Anjan, which I've never done, coal eyeliner to actually clear the tear ducts and the follicles of the eyelashes. I've never done this, but I might have to try it. Then we move into abhyanga, which is oil massage, oiling the body. And then you move into the bathing. And this is where the importance of temperature matters for each body type as does in abhyanga, the proper oil for each body type. So vatas tend to use a different oil than do kaphas or pittas. An oil for vata would be like sesame or almond, whereas an oil for pitta would be like sunflower or coconut, although sandalwood is good as well. And an oil for kaffa is also sesame and almond, although mustard oil is also highly recommended.
1: Mm -hmm. Cool. Never even heard of mustard oil.
0: Yeah, it's cool.
1: Takes a lot of little mustard seeds to make some mustard oil. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I think they probably get it from the leaves, but yes. No,
1: let's picture them squeezing all those little seeds.
0: (laughs) I love it. So then we move into bathing and then we move into dressing. Clothing matters. Vatas should be wearing tight, warm clothes. Pittas should be wearing loose cotton. And kaphas should be wearing loose, warm clothing. Cool, but who knew? Then we move into perfumes, vatas, amber, pittas, sandalwood and jasmine, and kaphas, amber and musk. Exercise, obviously yoga, Uh vatas, sun salutations that are slow, pittas, moon salutations times 16, and kaphas, sun salutations times 12, vigorously. Mm-hmm. pranayama also vata's 12 alternate nostril right very grounding mm-hmm. pitta's 16 shitali or shikari very cooling mm-hmm. and kapha's 100 bastrika fellow's breath wow to really fire up their agni
1: you know i'm not a big fan of the pitta breath Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that one. (laughs) I know. That's probably one of my least favorites. There's
0: something to that. (laughs) I know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then, of course, moving into a space of meditation, and if journaling is part of your practice, that'd be the perfect time to move into journaling.
1: Mm-hmm. And of course, it's part of your practice. Everyone well, needs to journal.
0: It should be. Yeah. That's the ca- that's the cat rule. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So there's a lot to it. Like right in. I always say to myself, okay, right, if I'm getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning to get in my car and drive for 60 minutes to St. Paul, am I going to get up at 3.30 in the morning to make sure that all these things are done? Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe not, right? Yeah. So, it's a trick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep, got to find the balance.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I've got a few recipes for people to try. I was just picking up a few things that uh, some that I don't do, but some that I do. Massaging for healthy hair. Massaging oil into your scalp and you would generally use the amla oil or the brahmi oil and just and you don't want to necessarily put it into the ends of your hair or the middle of your hair, but just into the scalp. And you do this before going to bed, and you put two teaspoons of the oil um, directly onto the scalp not the hair and massage it gently and you know self-massage is self-care anyway so taking some time to um, pour the oil maybe into a small dish and then dip your fingertips into the oil then run your fingertips through the hair with the intention of getting the oil to the scalp but not oiling the hair and then gently massaging from the center of your scalp uh, right at the crown down towards your ears and you want to use a nice gentle massage but if a rough or rapid application can distribute it more to the roots
0: yeah it's um it's a good thing to do i love it right before bed and you know if you're using a nice fragrant oil too it Mm -hmm. just feels lovely right Mm -hmm.
1: and imagine you could always add some essential oil to your oil like a serenity to help you sleep if you Mm -hmm. struggle with that and speaking of sleep I have a couple of thoughts for you on insomnia because um, you know there's a lot of people that struggle with insomnia and you can of course try things like you know create uh, fixing some nice tea some of the things in this book that I'm going that I have they suggest warm milk with a pinch of nutmeg you can crush almonds and put that in there as well but you may want to put that in a coffee grinder to really pulverize it that way help. Um, cherries are also good for mental fatigue and stress. So if you eat 10 to 20 cherries daily, that can help relieve those um, that mental fatigue and stress and that will help you sleep. And tomato juice. This I did not know. Here's a use for tomato juice you probably didn't think of. Drink one cup with two teaspoons of natural sugar and two pinches of nutmeg. If you drink the juice between four and five in the afternoon and have dinner between six and seven, you should get a good sound sleep.
0: Interesting. I think one would have to be careful if they were pitta though, because tomato juice can actually cause big indigestion for uh, pittas. Do you like
1: tomato juice?
0: I love tomato juice. Tomato tomato juice juice doesn't necessarily (laughs) always love me.
1: Yeah. I love it too. And of course Um, we like it spicy and I know. All right. Bloody Marys. Whoop whoop. (laughs) Also for jet lag, because we know that I like to travel a lot. Tanya travels. This is uh, supposed to help with getting rid of excess vata in your body, which that's what jet lag is, is excess vata. And if you, an hour before you fly, swallow two capsules of ginger with a cup of water. And then while you're on the plane, drink at least two to three cups of water at intervals of one to two hours. Now that'll mean you'll be prancing back and forth to the toilet, but Get up, move around. You don't want to be setting all the time when you're flying. But flying creates a slight dehydration of the body. And uh, so drinking more liquids can help with that. And dehydration increases your Vata. So trying to stay hydrated. Don't drink Diet Cokes. Don't drink coffee when you're flying. Because that's just going to exacerbate the problem. And then when you reach your destination, rub a little bit of warm sesame oil on your scalp and on the soles of your feet. And also drink a cup of hot milk with a pinch of nutmeg and ginger and these two simple actions help to pacify the vada crazy yeah uh good stuff good stuff stress management do you know goldwater yes Gold water is good for helping with stress. I don't know much about gold water, though, do you?
0: Mm, So in my Nimi Mundi apothecary, Mm -hmm. they sell both golden milk and so it's like listed as sun milk, golden milk, moon milk, right? The golden milk is a turmeric base. That's why it's golden because mm-hmm. it's very heavy in turmeric, but I love it. Mm-hmm. I have a whole, like I took it, I bought, instead of buying the little jars, I bought it bulk by the pound and I poured it into like one of those little coffee oh, wow. urns
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: scoop it into my hot water in the morning.
1: I uh, See, I need to get back on your your site. That would be very, very good because I, I they've got so many great options in fact i did order the book from your site but the last thing i did have before i uh, finished talking about um recipes and things to t- try is on depression because depression is a serious you know medical condition and you really need to be supervised by a medical doctor for this but um i was not real aware it makes perfect sense but i wasn't real aware that there is a vada depression a pitta depression and a kapha depression and a Vata type depression is generally associated with fear, anxiety, nervousness, and insomnia. And if you drink some dashamula tea, and I have never seen dashamula tea, but if you drink dashamula tea, that can help with that. Another remedy for this kind of depression, Vata depression, is holy basil. And I have used holy basil before, and I really love it. Uh, nose drops of warm sesame oil will also help. Pitta-type depression is generally associated with anger or fear of failure or losing control or of making mistakes. And it often involves thoughts of committing suicide. And if you get to that point, you really need to seek a doctor's supervision, but for pitta depression, you can rub some coconut oil or sunflower oil into your scalp and the soles of your feet at bedtime. You can use the brahmi ghee nose drops in each nostril and meditating. I know we talk about meditating a lot, but meditating, a few minutes of meditation will help in healing pitta depression. And then kapha depression creates a sense of mental heaviness and it's associated with excess sleep, weight gain, drowsiness, and lousiness. You can try fasting. Um, If you do want to fast, um, like a true fast, I would definitely recommend getting with a practitioner to help monitor that. But you can fast with apple juice. You can increase the amount of exercise you do. And also, the bellows breath Tanya mentioned before for kapha, the sun salutations, anything to get moving, get your body going is going to help with kapha depression. Drinking ginger tea will help a lot as well. And um, not only the sun salutations, but shoulder stand and plow are also recommended for kapha depression.
0: Inversion. hmm That's that flipping the body upside down and getting your roots right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Get that. Get that head in the ground.
0: So let's talk <laughs> books. let's talk websites let's talk information because we got tools
1: (laughs) well the book i was just referring to is called the complete book of ayurvedic home remedies by vasat lad lad and i've had this book a while and you can see my little tabs on the sides of it and tanya and i like our tabs and we like our little highlighting so i've got that of course banyan botanicals Um, But also the other site that I like is Joyful Belly. And really have not done much on this site except for look for recipes. So you can look for recipes to balance your doshas in the summer. And it'll pull up things like ginger basil limeade and quinoa with mint cilantro and red onion or coconut rice. Uh, So it's got a bunch of good recipes on there for helping balance the doshas. And it'll have on the side of the recipes which dose, dosha dosha it's for most of them, I think they put for all doshas, but they are good and healthy recipes. And I've tried a few of them, and they're quite lovely.
0: Mm-hmm. I do like the Happy Belly website. So I have a crap ton of books.
1: No, so <laughs> I'm
0: gonna choose just a few of them. So one of the big ones I use a lot is Everyday Ayurveda by Dr. Baswati Bhattacharya. Okay, mm-hmm. another one that I really like is. Is Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda. I know it's a very Western style book, but it, it actually does a really great job of breaking it down for the basic intro to Ayurveda. It's really a good book. And then another one that I really enjoy is Ayurveda Beginner's Guide. And who's this one by? It's by Weiss Bolen. W-E-I-S-B-O-H-L-E-N, Weiss Bolin. And it's a great book. It does have some recipes. In it too, so it's kind of just a fun little book. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know I could go down all of them. I'm like, well, and then <laughs> there's the Ayurveda, the science of healing, the yoga body diet mm-hmm. book. I, yeah, I've got a thousand books on Ayurveda, and clearly not enough because I've just added to it the Vedas, <laughs> the Hatha Yoga Pradipika, and the Charaka Samhita. And yeah,
1: yeah, obviously, <laughs> you don't have enough books, Tanya. <laughs>
0: I have a book problem. Don't judge me for it. Love me for Uh, it.
1: I know. I know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but we well, both then, have got as big a stack of books we haven't read as books we have read. Yeah. yeah. I'm
0: actually dwindling that though. Oh, I'm good. actually doing a good job of dwindling that.
1: Good, good But good. I do
0: I do think it's hilarious that you and I started with a plan of two episodes and we ended up doing a three-part series on ayurveda that was all the information from the first part. We never even got the second
1: part. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So there oh you have gosh. it folks.
1: Well, wow. people might think that we like to hear ourselves talk. Yeah. <laughs> think we like to share we like to share we like we like to share
0: the things that we've tried and we're like damn that
1: shit works I know and we love to share our passion with people and it honestly it thrills me to death when I'll have someone come into class and go oh my gosh I just listened to your episode on whatever it was it was so amazing I went out and immediately bought all the books that you guys recommended anyway let us know what you think about this episode we had fun recording it and if you have any questions for Tanya or me let us know awesome Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope
0: you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions.
1: Email us at pod at gmail.com. And
0: like us on Facebook and Instagram at Pod.